We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you chug that? We're about halfway there. We're just saying that it's off to a nice start. Why does it have to be all or nothing all the time? Like, what am I doing? For the show, Field of 68 till I die. This is Started Field of 68 After Dark Show, the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night. Welcome to the Thursday evening edition of the Field of 68 after dark here on Sirius XM, chilling before the ESPNU station. If you guys can't tell, we are in the world's greatest, greatest arena, arena, Madison Square, Square Garden, the court, the Big East tournament. We have T.O. Big East guy for his first ever Big East tournament. My name is Rob Dosser. Of course, I have Terrence Oglesby on my right. I have Jeff Goodman, Stadium Insider, on my left. We are presented by our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. Make sure you guys go over to bracketfanatics.com, jump in that pool that we're starting. The code is field. We're going to be giving away $500. It's free to enter. It's the best place for you to do a bracket for the NCAA tournament. Gentlemen, today was crazy. Today was nice. We have a lot to talk about. I think we need to start about the biggies first and foremost. Jeff, I'm going to you first on this one. All right. Start with UConn Seton Hall. My Huskies look pretty good, didn't they? They did look good. I don't know if that's where I'd start. I, I think I'd start with a 17-point deficit that Villanova faced. I, I think that's right. So I know you're the host. I have a I whole it. rundown here. I get it. All show but, but we're starting with a UConn team that they did look good. Listen, they did. I'm not sure if it's still more Seton Hall. I know they played well lately, but without Bryce Aiken, they still don't have enough firepower when Jared Roden has an off game like he did tonight. But UConn was balanced. Listen, the best player on the floor, R.J. Cole, he's been terrific. He's been the most underrated player, I think. I know I'm finally buying in. You've been saying it for a while. I always hate to admit when Doster is right, but he's right there. R.J. Cole, one of the better. I don't know if he's a point guard. He's a combo. He's a true combo, in my opinion. He's not a guy who consistently makes other people better. He can really, really score it when he wants to, when he needs to. He did that tonight. I thought it was a defensive masterclass by UConn. I mean, their rotations were crisp. They did an excellent job. Like, Seton Hall doesn't have that guy that can get past an initial line of defense, but one-on-one defensively, Connecticut was incredible. And then whenever they did happen to get somewhere off the dribble, their rotations, their activity level, their, their activity on the boards was really, really good. It was a fun game to watch all the way around. I love the way R.J. Cole played. I thought he facilitated him using pick and rolls. I'm not sure there's a better player in the country in college basketball that plays with better pace than R.J. Cole. I mean, this was a guy 
that managed the game from top to bottom. He sees Hulls playing Kadari Rich, Richmond at the one, yeah. six, seven. He just manages the entire game. They have guys around him, and they had other guys that played really, really well, too. I mean, Tyrese Martin was really, really good yeah, he tonight. Was really good. We, we, we talked about this before, but when he plays the way that he did tonight, um, it, it, he's the heart and soul of that team. He's the engine that makes, makes them run, and the yeah. way that they play, like, when he's at his best, best it's just pumping to the crowd, doing three dollars like this. Like that's, that's that's when he's at his best, and that's when UConn is at their best. Listen, they're they're a team. They don't have that one superstar. They don't. They're not going to overwhelm you necessarily. But like Tio said, if if they can guard and play like Danny Hurley, I think Jim Calhoun being here was probably proud of watching this UConn team tonight because they did play kind of hit. They didn't play with the same pace that Calhoun's teams played with in terms of just getting out and going. But defensively, they played that toughness, that UConn brand of basketball that he had for years. I thought Andre Jackson was terrific, too. He's a guy that's been very up and down. I've seen him play several times. I saw him. In, this is my second time seeing him in person. This was by far the best game. He was aggressive. He was aggressive, but he didn't overdo it. He played within himself. He got rid of the ball. He drove it. He hit that baseline drive, baseline drift, pass. Like, I thought he was terrific. So, you mentioned the, the Villanova game before. I thought the... What, what made this so great tonight was that you had Villanova St. John's in the first game. Yeah. You had UConn Seton Hall in the second game. But all the, all the UConn and Seton Hall fans wanted Villanova to lose. Sure. So you had everybody in the building rooting against Villanova who came and pulled out the victory. Out the victory. Uh, look, they're a machine. That, that, that yeah. program, that group, Colin Gillespie, they're a machine. Yeah, I mean, again, even when they were down 17, I looked at you and I was like, you know, they're still going to come. We know they're going to come back. St. John's isn't a team that is known for their, their, I guess, stability for, for making good decisions consistently. Champagne is terrific, and Posh was great tonight. And I feel like if they had a healthy Posh all year, you know, maybe they would have been closer to the bubble. But ultimately, it comes down to Jermaine Samuel guts it out, right? We didn't even see him to start the game. Wasn't on the bench. was probably in the back getting worked on. All of a sudden, he walks out on the bench. Right away, he's in the game. He's in the game, played like 27 minutes. And we didn't even know if he was going to play. Jay Wright didn't know if he was going to play. You know, Gillespie was his normal self. Um, and, I, again, Caleb Daniels was good. You know, the one train, they don't go to the portal very often. They went for Caleb Daniels. He was great tonight. But here's the thing. They they were great for about 15 minutes, Tio. Like, St. John's did what they normally do in that game. They they messed up their offense. It looked like yeah. Villanova couldn't get out of second gear. They kept missing shots. Like they, I think that they missed. Uh, they, they were four for nineteen from three in the first half. They made everything difficult for Villanova for the, the first thirty minutes. Basically, there was a point in the game though. Posh Alexander defensively was cutting off Colin Gillespie. Everything that Villanova caught in the, those first thirty minutes, they were going away from the basket. They were putting pressure. They weren't. They weren't, they weren't allowing them to get into the paint. Hit, drive, hit. Like, that's where Villanova yeah. thrives. Like, they're not going to run a ton of offense. They're not overly complicated. They play a lot of motion stuff. And I thought Posh Alexander was really, really good. And then on top of that, Champagne, first half, 20 points. He was fun to watch. But there was a point in the second half, Jay Wright called timeout. Villanova's down 16. Not a single – and this just speaks to the culture of Villanova. We've, we've alluded to it all season long. Like, not a single person was complaining. They weren't bickering back and forth. It was almost like – synchronized they ran back to the they're a pro team they're like a pro team in terms of how they conduct actually they're better because pro teams all they do is complain to the refs that's right (laughs) these guys don't say a word to the refs they don't say a word to each other no matter what you can't tell 
whether they're up 17 or down 17. If they didn't like a call, they clapped their hands. Yeah. I yeah. That. They clapped their right. hands. Right. Gillespie. Positive. Yeah. Yes. Gillespie did it. Yep. Uh, Samuels did it. Like yep. it, it was so much. It's amazing. It's a master class in yeah. culture. It's a master yeah. class in guys just maintaining their level of play, no matter how far they're down. And then shots eventually start falling because they just stick to what they do. Mm -hmm. I, sticking to what they do is the perfect way to kind of describe this, this Villanova group. But the difference is they don't have that game-breaking talent, right? They don't. And, and look, nope. I, I love Colin Gillespie as much as, yeah. much as any fan, fan could, could love sure. Colin Gillespie, right? But, I, I mean, the dude is just – he's so solid. And, Tio, we were talking about this. He had one possession down there. He's not the most athletic dude. I've never seen him dunk. I'm not convinced that he actually can dunk. But he puts the ball on the floor with pressure on a one dribble, gets to the rim, finds a way to get shit done. And imagine, and, and like you said, he doesn't have that dude with him. Like Jermaine Samuels, a good college player. Caleb Daniels, a, like I think Justin Moore really needs to do more. I do. I, I, I think he's the guy that's capable of going for 20 every single night. He's their potential pro. Yeah, no doubt. Whole, no doubt. Roster, I mean, I, listen, I'm not putting it past guy. Gillespie to make a team. Right I'm now. not. I think he makes a team. But ultimately, he needs that guy with him. And, and Justin Moore needs to be that guy every single night. It's unbelievable when he gets ahead of steam using a pick and roll or something. And he's just so strong physically. Yeah. There's a couple of possessions. Guys, he's posting up champagne. Oh, he tried he's got, tonight. He's got seven he, or eight inches. And it's, he it's, tried in Providence on uh, Manaya. It's unbelievable. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't care. care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter who, who is guarding, guarding him. him. He will he try to post them. It doesn't matter. And even if he doesn't he score. Doesn't score. He's going to be able to spray out. Yeah. That's the big thing. But here, but because he passes all first in the second half, he can keep guys off off balance because then he's using his body that last second for these layups. He's such a crafty finisher around the rim. Colin Gillespie, when he gets down there, I don't know how he even gets it up to the rim, but he just finds ways. And he's that skill set is perfect for what Villanova wants to do. That is perfect for what Villanova wants to do because their whole offense they don't run plays. It, it's, it's shocking, shocking every time, time you watch, watch them play, play in person because they don't, they don't run, run plays. plays. Basically, Basically, what they do, do is they try to get a paint touch, touch create a close out. Neither does St. John's, by the way. They don't run plays either. Yeah, yeah, but that's <laughs> a very different way. <laughs> it's, it's actually – let's, let's talk about St. John's for a minute because I do want to I do want to make this point. Tio, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think we had this conversation. Hurley's coming in. And No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, we got – We have Dan Hurley coming. But I just want to make a point real quick while he comes here about St. John's. I don't know how you can win pressing like that. I just don't know if that's something that you can necessarily do. So we have Dan Hurley joining us live. Norlander, let Hurley get in here. Come on. Dan, we are. What's going on? Are, just sit down. Live. Sit down and relax. Right yeah, we're live. We're, we're live. live. No no profanities. No profanities. Hold, hold the mic up here. We are live right now as we're going right now. So You used enough profanities, I'm sure, earlier tonight. Yeah. You shouldn't have, though. I was on Pat. You were listen. Yes, you are. Thanks to Pat. I wish I could take back. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, too late look, for that. It was it was a good win. And I, I do think that it's fair to say this was about the, as complete as you guys could have been on the defensive end of the floor. Tio and I were talking about it before, like the defensive rotations, the grit. That just to me, that's what this team when they're at their best is what you guys saw tonight. Yeah, I mean, the, listen, Seton Hall made it really, really hard on us from a defensive standpoint. Those guys are really, really good. I mean. We won't play many teams the rest of the way that have that type of length. Um, you know, with, with Kadari Richmond and point guard and the big wings and big Ike and Yetna and, and Samuels. I mean, that was a, you know, so we struggled, obviously, finishing at the rim. 
you know, our, our, maybe our best player had maybe his worst offensive game of the year, uh, or maybe even his worst kind of game of the year that he wasn't in foul trouble in. And we still, you know, really should have won by 16 or 18 because our defense was highest level and, and we kind of broke their will on the backboard. And when you're plus 13 on the glass and hold the team to 30, 35% shooting from the field, you have to try hard to lose. I, I do want to quibble with one thing, though. You, you call Adama Sanogo your best player. I would like to call him the co-best player. Goodman finally best admitted. Man, best, best interior Best interior player. I think Cole's your most important player. I mean, yeah. most, no, under, most right. underrated point guard in the country. I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah. Most underrated point guard in the country. People don't appreciate how Guard. Can I, I say pull guard. that back, too, just because uh, I don't want uh, RJ's mom, Javicia, you know, <laughs> going at me on, on, on UConn Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, listen, Adam is a special player. Jabal list, top five, first team all conference. I mean, dominant, dominant player. But, yeah, I mean, RJ, you know, RJ Tyrese on the perimeter. When, when you're really, when you're outstanding at point guard center and on the wing, you know, and then you have like role guys like Whaley and Jackson who just do all types of everything out there. So what, what did it mean to get back to the garden with fans, UConn, back to the garden and play this way for you? I mean, just for the program and I think the fan base, it's been like 10 years since we played in the conference tournament like this, right? I don't know, was it 11? Was the last you, wait, you didn't love the AAC tournament? Well, Where was it again? I was in Memphis, and um, I think my quarterfinals, I mean, I don't know. If we broke 500 people at that game, I, I'd be shocked. And then, obviously, um, you know, it was canceled in Fort Worth the next year. I'm sure it would have you know, been – I'm sure Rabbit. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been unbelievable, but um, we didn't get the chance. And then last year, there was nobody in here. Right. So, I mean, yeah. listen, this is – there's no there's – no Yeah, it had to be awesome. Tournament. I mean, it was there's awesome no, for us. There's no conference tournament like this. I mean, you know, there's yep. some great conferences around the country, but nothing compares to this. I mean, you got Zags over here walking Warren around. He's got the Frisbee in the backpack. He's going he's gonna to get you up there to throw the Frisbee to you, you know. You can't leave until you catch a Frisbee. Yeah, no, he, he – I'll take a, uh, I'll take a toss. I guess. <laughs> take a toss. Take a toss, a practice toss. Is that what it's called? See, he doesn't even have one. He's not prepared. How about that? Danny, what, what's the key to this team even taking it to maybe another level before the NCAA tournament? I mean, tomorrow should be obviously a, a, a really, really you know, big-time game. Um, you know, huge barometer game in terms of, you know – I would say the level that, that we're really at, you know, if, if uh, um, you know, obviously we have the experience of playing them at home. I didn't get a chance to see the whole game in person. Um, I, you know, so I, small goals for me, I want to finish this one. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I think we, we had a great uh, game plan from a defensive standpoint the first time we played them. Uh, we we got to be able to execute that uh, versus Villanova tomorrow. But um, I feel like this team, even though you lose a guy like Booknight, we're just a lot more experienced. We're a lot more balanced. Uh, we, we could survive a dreadful shooting game because of our defense and rebounding and, and what we could just physically do to people in terms of wearing them down. So Villanova fans have been saying it's unfair that they have to play a road game against UConn in the Big East tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, get some buses. I mean, Philly's not that far away. <laughs> we just get more, get more people here. I mean, it, it, it's going to be electric tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. Are you going to be a little bit more, you know, you're not going to incite the crowd a little bit? You're going to try to. Yeah, no. Um, we, got, we, got, we got cheerleaders. You don't need to do that. I just think. I don't, I mean, listen, I've created this narrative for myself. <laughs> you uh, think? I've been my own worst enemy at times. But if you do look at a majority of my games this year, 
I have not been as maniacal as I'm portrayed. <laughs> I would, we've played 31 now. I'd say my behavior was really bad in three of them. And in 28, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty focused. I think it. So Bobby's caught you. You're, you're trying to say Bobby's caught you and passed you by right now. I think Bob's got a hell of a lead right now on me. Um, we gotta be, we gotta be nice to Bob after, after the other night. I mean, they played unbelievable. I mean, what uh, Bob did this yeah. year too. I mean, yeah. the coaching job he did at three and nine in that league, uh, right. To get, to get to, back. To get to, yeah. to get, to, get yeah. to a 500 record in that league. I think it was like his best coaching job. All right. We're, we're going to let you go, but you know, my record with, with uh, games, uh, Hurley games or Hurley dinner before a game. You're I'm not three. No, you're not going. I'm leaving. I got to go to big 10, big 10 tomorrow. You're leaving. I got to, my daughter's already there. How about oh, this, man. Danny? I hope my daughter is canceled or <laughs> thanks weather. My daughter will never be able to survive without me in Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out of here. All right, fellas. Well, listen, thanks. we want to thank Dan Hurley for coming on. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the insanity that happened in the ACC down at the Barclays Center. Can I just walk away right now? Yeah, walk away. You're out. You're out. See ya. You're clear. Oh, man. Dagan, let's figure this out. What's going on? Before the chat has, has a meltdown. All right, so make sure that Jeff, Jeff <laughs> yeah, and Tio have yes. all their devices yes. turned down. What make do we sure got? the volume is turned down on his phone. And Tio, make sure the volume is turned down on your computers. Make sure the volume is turned down on your computer. On? No, off. Turn the, for, Muted? Turn the volumes off. Turn the volume all the way down. That's what it was. Jeff's volume is on. And, and, on all right, now next, I need Tio to turn his mic up a little bit on Zoom. Turn the, turn, go to the Zoom preferences. Uh, yeah, Zoom. Go to preferences. Zoom.us. Chat, you guys are getting the real behind the scenes look. Yeah, preferences. One minute. Go to uh, audio. Turn the uh, mic volume, input volume down. Turn the volume all the way up. Does the slide work? That was the problem earlier. All right, we're good to go. That's better. All right, now everybody give me a 10 count. T.O., start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 30 seconds. T.O., go. One two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Goodman, go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Look at that. Ten. Audio's fixed. I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope Teresa, I hope Teresa in the chat. chat. I hope chat. Teresa in the chat. I am so sorry to see all this. I am so sorry because Teresa we, uh, was, was talking about how bad the audio figured was. Out. Ten seconds. All right. There you go. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm trying to, I'm trying to jump in the chat. Wilson Dagan just telling the question. And we are back. This is the field of 68 after dark. We got to talk about what happened in the ACC today. As you can see, we are live in Madison Square Garden, the world's greatest arena for the world's greatest basketball tournament, the Big East Tournament. T.O.'s first Big East Tournament. He's a confirmed Big East guy now that he's been to the Big East Tournament. Guys. By the way, electric. Electric. Awesome atmosphere, like, awesome right? Awesome atmosphere. Like, I mean, you've been ACC. I'm AC, like I'm a, a yeah. Grew up an ACC guy. Yeah. It's not quite the same because fans are really invested in yeah. who wins the next game, right? Right. And every now and then it'll happen. And like you know Carolina. what? You know what it is too. Us Northeasters, are, we're, we're just we're we're more assholes. I mean, well, that's what we are. To do so it. we're a little louder. We're a little more, when we the when drink, we have some more drinks. drinks. Yeah, more, there's more drink. More drink. Too. There's I mean, definitely more drink. It's part. I mean, it's part of the Big East culture. Yes, that's great. Yeah. Freaking love having a cold. It's beer. part of the big. Hey, every big East place I've been to, there's been 
Who's been drinking? Who's been drinking? Yeah, there's not always drinking down the ACC land. That's why I fit so well in the Big East Conference as a UConn fan, guys. So listen, (laughs) let's talk about some of the bubble teams, some of the bubble action we saw today. Sure. I want to open it up with Virginia Tech and Notre Dame because I thought that that was a comprehensive win for Virginia Tech. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame was not a team that was safe. No, no. They were one of the last four, and according to the fielding, the 68 bracket that uh, our producer, Dagan Hughes, put out today. Um, so uh, where, where do you stand on Notre Dame? Where do you stand on Wake Forest? Does Virginia Tech still have a chance to get in, Jeff? I, I think Virginia Tech probably needs to win one more. I, I think they're right. I'm still not quite there. You know, their, their resume is not overly impressive. But whose is in the ACC? That's okay. all I'll say. It's like Wake – to me, I worry about Wake because the committee has made a, a statement over the last few years not to reward those who don't schedule in the non-conference. Like NC State, for example, right. a couple of years exactly. ago, same kind of And Wake, it, it was a, I mean, it was like 335th or yep. something like that, 340s even. So I don't know if they get rewarded at the end of the day. I think, again, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of whatever you want to look at. You can find something. If you're the committee with it, all those teams, there's 10 teams, maybe eight teams for five spots. You can figure it out to be able to justify putting any of those eight in. I think Wake, you're going to be able to justify keeping them out because of that non-conference strength of schedule and because the ACC stinks. It does. And, and if you lose in the ACC against one of these bottom teams, like right. he goes quad three. Right. That BC, that BC loss. And, and, and it's also these guys are human, too. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing they're going to remember seeing with Wake. And how many games have they seen Wake Forest play all year? It's not like we're watching the ACC like we usually are. Yeah, and, and that has a lot, to do with it. a lot to do with it. It stinks because, in my opinion, from the eye test perspective, which is my perspective. Yeah, they totally – they, they look the part. Fit. They, yeah. they, they look the part. They have size. They have star power. They have shooting. Uh, it, it's just one of those things where it's the last thing that these guys are going to remember. The, the computers aren't making up these brackets, right? right? So right. That, I think that's one thing to keep in mind. Virginia Tech is who we thought they were at the beginning of the season but they went through this huge lapse during yeah. the middle. Uh, but to go along with what you're saying, with the committee seeing what they've done in the ACC tournament, that's going to be the last thing that they yeah. see. And you see the shooting. You see uh, the defensive rotations. You see Kive Aluma, second-team all-ACC yeah. guy. Like, I know that doesn't say much this year. At the same time, you get hot at the right time. 11 out of the last 13 has got to stand for something. Yeah, uh, and I will say this. I'm not going to claim to be the bracketology expert. I'm going to leave it to the fielding, the 68 guys. Lucas Harkins from Heat Check College Basketball is the guy. If you Google who is the most accurate black bracketologist, Lucas, Lucas. he's the guy. Up. He's with us on fielding, the 68, and he says Virginia Tech still needs one more win. To Against Carolina. In yeah. that next four they get Carolina. They get, they get a tournament and, team in and, front of them. And here's now. the thing. Who's playing better than Carolina right, right now? That's what I'm saying. Is is that win. how much did they beat Virginia by today? Was it 600? Oh my god, 650. They held them I like they held them like, like 40, 10 points. It was 40 to 13 uh, when I looked at yeah. the score. So and, and Carolina has dominated them when they played yeah. because yeah. Carolina has athletic guards. Right. Storm Murphy and some of those guards have struggled. Can't guard them. So yeah. Super even offensively, they right. can't get into their offense yeah. because. I yeah. Mean, if you just go past Caleb Love, you're going to have some success. Storm Murphy's up there trying to play around with it, get him in yeah. offense. It's a bad combination, a bad matchup. Yeah, so I don't know how Mike Young's going to pull that one off. But I, if he does, I think they're in good – I think they, they're a first four team. How's that, I, if they like win that. that game? I like that. So let's uh, let's move, let's to, move the to the Big Ten. Ten. The Indiana yeah. Hoosiers. Who's Indiana the current, Hoosiers? The current favorite team, Jeff Young, Talia Goodman. Not, not Jeff. We're not giving Jeff Indiana. When I, when I, listen, when I make my first payment, 
<laughs> then it becomes Touché. my Indiana Hoosiers. You say, well, listen, your Indiana Hoosiers, the Goodman family. <laughs> That's Indiana, right. By That's the right. way, if you want to know how much of a sicko the Goodman family is, Talia <laughs> jumped on a flight to go to the game tomorrow. She's flying back out tomorrow afternoon. No, but no, 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 even better, even better. The first game ends, Indiana. She jumps on a flight. She goes to the final game. She, she goes to Ticketmaster, goes with a friend of hers, and she's at the Ohio State Penn State game. The whole game. She was there from the start of it. Imagine that from Boston. Goes to the airport. We live like an hour away. Takes a flight. Gets there. For the Isn't that insane to think she, about? I mean, look, she, she is a Goodman. She is a Goodman. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Did her Indiana Hoosiers make the NCAA? Yes. Today, yes. And I said this before. And and not as a homer. No, Here he goes with the conspiracy. I'm really not. I mean, listen, if you guys know as much as anybody, I was very um, uh, concerned about the hire of Mike Woodson. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think this win against Michigan got him in. I, and again, part of it to me is still, I know how the committee thinks. I know they need brand names, big names for the first four. So I think they're in today for the first four. And again, like they're playing with house money, obviously. If they beat Illinois, they're not only in, they're not in the first four. They're, they're, they're not in date. They're in the, they're in the real deal. Um, so yeah, I think Indiana's in the guards played well in the second, they were down, I think 17 as well with about 15 minutes left or so. And they went on a crazy, crazy run and the guards were good and trace was great. And they negated Hunter who was dominant in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the issue is the guards. Yeah. I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but I think if Xavier Johnson plays like he did that, what he had ended up with 16, eight and eight or something. Yeah. Like yeah. A great line. Yep. If he plays like that, oh, they can beat a lot of teams. They can win one or two games yes. in the tournament yes. because they have that go-to guy in Trace Jackson Davis. He is that good. And Ray Thompson's been great. Yeah. Both All of those year. guys. They, and they've yep. got guys around. It's, it's a team that it was a win and end situation for them yep. in my mind. Now, Michigan, I felt like they would have had to win one and then one more. It's, it's hard with a team of 14 losses to put them in and feel comfortable about yeah. it. I mean, there's a lot of deserving teams, obviously, but 14 losses, I think, takes you out of that equation, right? I, I, I they think they could be a first be, four. Yeah. I, again, I, I I just think if it's close, you can justify whatever the hell you want if you're the committee right now because, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's like splitting hairs with some of these teams. No doubt. Well, I mean, here's here's my thing. When they, when they beat um, Ohio State on the road, right, they snacked Ohio State on the road. We, we all, all said, said okay, okay, they're in the tournament. They're comfortably in the tournament. Yeah. Fielding the 68 had them as a 10 seed. Yeah, and then they – And we did that knowing that at some point during the Big Ten tournament, they were probably going to end up taking another loss. So how do they go from being a team that is a 10 seed, which means they're in front of like six or seven teams, to now being out of the field when teams like Notre Dame have lost, Wake Forest have lost. Xavier That's why I think lost, they're in. Those are teams that right. are behind right. us. So like, to me, I think Michigan's going to end up being in. The wild thing to me is we're talking about Notre Dame, who's the two seed in the ACC tournament. <laughs> and they may the not get in. And they may not get in. That's insane. It shows you how bad the league's been. Though. That's right. It's, it's, it's tough because I think that's a team, too, with the right matchup. Like, they should not get five in. That's the one thing I would say about the ACC. You cannot put five teams in committee. If, if And I, I know you don't look at it as a league. I get that. But there's no way you can justify to me having all five in. Here's, here's what, how they get five. Virginia I mean, Tech finds a way to get the automatic bid or beats North Carolina. Because I think oh, Duke's, then you're going to get five for sure. Yeah, yeah. Duke's obviously right. in. Duke, Carolina, are obviously in. Mm-hmm. Miami is uh, Miami probably is in. 
Yeah, they're right? in. Because like, the only thing they're going to do is lose to Duke. Duke right. That's not going to knock you out. Uh, North Carolina, that win at Duke got them in. Yeah. Right? One of Notre Dame Wake. or Wake Forest is probably going to end up getting in. That'd be four. And I think if Virginia Tech beats North Carolina, we're going to have a long conversation about it. So I would not be surprised. How about if they got six? How about if they got six if things think, broke I right? I don't think they'll get six. What will probably happen, my guess, is that we'll end up with like a Notre Dame, yeah, they'll Michigan. They'll get five. They'll get first five. Four. They'll get five. Can you imagine Notre Dame, Michigan in the first four? Who would not want Notre Dame, Michigan in the first four? Yeah, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. I mean, I'd like to get rid of the whole first four, personally, but... You want to get rid of it? Get rid of it. Revert back. It was better at 64. It was better. You know what I, you know what I wish they would do? Go ahead. I wish that the first four of the playing games would be nothing but Mid, Mids against highs or something? Mids that won their conference regular season title that did not win their conference tournament. I like that. Reward yeah. the teams that did it during right. the regular season. Yeah, I'm good with that. Sense of now, that does ruin a little bit of the drama of, of conference tournament week. Right, like, right. Also, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I, I'd love to see more mids in there for the early part. Again, we don't want to see them come Final Four. We want to see the big boys, even Sweet 16, Elite Eight. But like the first and second round, that's when you want the upsets. And look, at the end of the day, these playing games are we're just they're just creating more inventory and giving us something on a Tuesday night. So even if we didn't have like a set number, and you just said like you get this number of at large bids, you have this number of automatic bids, and then everybody that is uh, won their conference regular season title but did not get a bid to the tournament, you can play your way into these X number of spots or something like that. I don't know. I have to workshop this idea. I'm coming up with it off the top of my head. But, well, <laughs> I do think who that would benefit would be like leagues with like two really good teams and a bunch of like okay teams right like the socon with ut chattanooga and Furman, and then it's ever there's a significant step down and then everybody else right like say utc wins it and Furman ends up winning instead of the, yeah. like that would i think that would be a good thing mm-hmm. because some of these other like they lose to another team in their conference it's really weak it ruins them kind of like the acc this year yeah, Losing yeah. a bad team it ruins yeah. you well, listen, it's uh, it's time for us to pay the bills. But coming up next, we got to talk about Buddy Behan and what he did and whether or not he was justified uh, in getting a one-game suspension. Good player. Uh, all right. Do we have any questions in the chat? Yes, we finally have some questions and not people complaining about the audio. Um, let me go back and, and find them. Um, I'm sorry, chat. I love every one of you guys in the chat. I will say I know the problem. It's Goodman's mic. Goodman's mic picks everything up, <laughs> no matter what. So we is do. that? It's it's okay. I mean, we we just got to deal with it. And if people don't want to listen to it, then don't listen it'll, to it. It'll be it'll be fine for tomorrow. Um, Goodman has it for for people that are are wondering. Goodman does not have a a USB plug on his laptop, so he has to go. We had to buy a new mic from the store today to plug into his phone. Instead of going through his, but laptop. I won't be here tomorrow. So he won't, won't be, be here tomorrow. We're, kick, we're kicking him out. I'm gone. Go. He's, he's done. He's done for. All right. Here's a question: Does Baylor drop to a two seat after Which, today's loss? I hope you y'all love me because you know. Hold on. He's asking a question. Baylor. Right, uh, let's go. Baylor could drop to a two seat. Oh, they yeah. should. Yeah. No, no, not could. They will. They will drop to a two seat because, to me, as long as if Kansas, which I think they're going to win the Big Twelve title mm-hmm. uh, tournament, and then I think the winner of. Auburn, Kentucky, whoever wins the SEC gets one, and Arizona and, and Gonzaga yeah, get one. Arizona and Gonzaga both get one. Yeah, so I think that Baylor's probably in a two seat. And and honestly, like, no, no, this was. Uh, we should talk about this when we come back at some point. But we will. This was the best thing to happen to Baylor. Oh, I know. We'll we'll get to that. How much time we got? Fifteen. Fifteen seconds. I need to vamp for fifteen seconds. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, 10 seconds. Danny Hurley would be better at that than you. <laughs> That's for damn sure. He could just rip on AAC tournament. Yeah. You know, here great. we go. It is the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live in Madison Square Garden. Uh, Madison Square Garden. Darden. Uh, Rob Doster here with Stadium Insider Jeff Goodman and my podcast partner, uh, T.O. Terrence Oglesby, the pride of Clemson, uh, South Carolina. Guys, Buddy Beheim, his career was more or less over, and it was a result of him throwing the punch and getting suspension, Jeff. Uh, he seemed quite remorseful when he talked about today. Um, I feel bad for the kid, yeah, but he did the one thing you can't do. Yeah, I mean, he said I was texting with him earlier today, and and he said, "Listen, it's a mistake that's probably going to follow me." And I said, "I I don't think it'll follow you long term." Um, everybody knows your reputation as a kid. I mean, I'm telling you, like, you know, listen, I say it about a bunch of kids. I, I will say this about a bunch of kids that I've known over the years. Great kid, Robbie Hummel, George Niang, some of these guys, right? I will put Buddy Beheim above all of them. He is that nice, sweet of a kid. He made a mistake. He screwed up. No doubt about it. He should have been suspended for today's game. He was. You can't judge somebody on one mistake. T.O. knows that as, as well as anybody. Yeah, I was going to bring that up yeah. and say I, I had my last game in my collegiate career in an ejection for an elbow. And while he says, yeah, it does follow you, and people are going to ask him. Like, people still ask me, like, what were you thinking? Yeah. But it, it's part of it. But people remember the other things. And with Buddy Bayheim, it'd be wrong to judge him on this. One, because he had a fantastic career at Syracuse. Yeah. Not a good career. A great career at Syracuse. And you do realize get better and the, the backstory to that is like nobody, including his father, thought he was good enough to play at Syracuse until his junior summer and he at the Peach Shell. Oh. Worked his butt yes. off. And, and yes. It, it, people are gonna ask for the next couple of weeks, man, what were you thinking? Yeah. But it's gonna get passed. But you can't judge that kid on that. And that, that's kind of the hard thing about it. Did he deserve to be suspended? Absolutely. It's part of it. But what goes through your head? I want to know from you well, here's a, here's because you were there and you did something that was out of character for you. What what went through your head? I, I don't know about out of character. T.O. threw an elbow over here when I tried to get up and get a cup of coffee. And <laughs> well, he's trying to get over. that Charleston chew. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get that Charleston chew. Now, it, it's such a split second thing. Like, because yeah. whenever the guy came behind him and hit him and he was just boxing him out, the first thing yeah. he thinks was, man, that was dirty because he didn't see it coming. Right. And w- whenever I was playing uh, – Who's our guy that does the mission? The go blue. Stu Douglas. Yeah. yeah. Stu. yeah. I elbowed Stu. And <laughs> Stu grabbed me first, but he was just playing defense. I was trying to swim through. I was like, but I'm going to get him on the way. You don't really think about it. You just do it. Right. And it, it, you, you're remorseful immediately. I was yeah. shocked that I got through out, quite frankly. But when you go back and you slow everything down on replay, it looks a lot worse. But going forward, like you, the, the worst thing you feel is you let your teammates down. That's the hardest part. I'm sure he does today. You know, yeah. they fought to. And they did. And they had three guys play really, really well yeah. for him. Yeah. And they were close. Yeah. But it, it it's it's too bad. It'll it it won't follow him. I don't I think his yeah. reputation precedes him. Yeah. He's it's a not great gonna, it's kid. Not gonna no. Because he's no. not gonna I mean, look, I'll I'll call it like it is. Yeah. He's not gonna be relevant enough for this to follow him. This the good he probably a, not. He yeah. Syrac- he'll yeah. probably play a bunch of years overseas, maybe get a cup of coffee in the NBA. Hey, but I mean, yeah. he was the most relevant he's ever going to be at Syracuse. It sucks the season yeah. in this way, but 
You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I mentioned it earlier, guys, but we are running a field of 68 pool over at BracketFanatics.com, the best website to host an NCAA tournament pool for you and your friends, providing a bracket experience unlike any other. Bracket Fanatics TO is similar to Yahoo and ESPN. You invite friends, you make picks, you watch those picks go up in flames. But what makes Bracket Fanatics different is that they eliminate the hardest part of running a pool, the payouts. Everyone that joins your pool must pay an entry on the site. Once the NCAA tournament ends, Bracket Fanatics handles the payouts for you based on whatever parameters you set. You don't have to worry about chasing down Jeff Goodman over here to make sure he paid his buy-in. No, I'm not going to pay. Like his no, buy-in. Not to you. And you can make side bets all tournament long because who doesn't like a side bet on a bracket? Uh, your bracket may be busted, but you can make all that money back once Goodman gets a little bit cocky because he got 30 picks right in the first round. So... Head over to BracketFanatics.com and join the Field 68 Bracket group. It's free to enter. Make sure you host your poll on Bracket Fanatics for the absolute best March Madness experience. The links are in the description below. You can use the promo code FIELD when you get there. You mentioned a little bit earlier, Baylor. The best thing that could have happened to them was losing. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I was talking to Scott Drew about this the other night, and he just kind of listened. He didn't really weigh in, but I said, you know, listen, you guys are, are banged up. LJ Cryer didn't play tonight. I don't, he wasn't going to play in the Big 12 tournament. He was not going to play in the Big 12 tournament. Um, you know, Adam Flagler, not healthy. Kendall Brown hurt his leg today, limped off and came back, back on. The best thing for this Baylor team, who cares whether you're a one or a two seed? Go in healthy, right? Go in. If there's anything they realized a year ago, they were healthy, right? They're not going to get everyday John back. We know that. Maybe they get LJ Cryer back in another week or so. Let's see. But you get flat. You get everybody else hopefully at 100%. And maybe you get uh, Cryer back at 85, 90%. You have to have at least two of those lead guards. Like yeah. one and your two. They yeah. hit it for them to Well, you can't go in with Dale Bonner playing 25 minutes a game. No, he's, he's going to be playing 25 minutes a game regardless. He's well, the seventh man right now. He won't be if they get Cryer back. Then he's your eighth man. You play a seven-man rotation. I'm just not convinced. He might be back, but Cryer's not going to be the guy that he was before this. He hasn't done anything. No, I, I just can't see Baylor going to the Final Four now. No. Like, if Cryer was healthy, even with every – like, when, when I was there for the game, when, when Everyday John went down, I just can't say his full name. So, I always call him Everyday John. Yeah, I always screw it up. So, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I, I won't butcher it as badly as Davion Mitchell did in our interview, <laughs> which we should play over and over. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, um, unless they have LJ Cryer back to what he was or close to what he was, I just don't think they can win four straight. It's going to be tough. I mean, even – I think Jam Wachachua just meant so much to this team defensively. Yeah, I did. sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I knocked that yeah. out. I nailed that yeah. like the split hog. The two of you to get a name right and me not be able to say it is terrible, <laughs> by the way. Makes me feel so You're welcome, small. Baylor. Uh, no, he, I thought he meant so much defensively to this team. Like, for he, he's their lead communicator, their guy that's yeah. on the bench. He's their culture piece. I think that's a huge part of it. But Baylor, you got to have those guards play well, and you got to have them healthy. Flagler's tremendously important. Akinjo has been up and down all season. Yeah. Because, but quite frankly, I don't know that it's his fault. He's been hurt, too. He's been hurt. He's been relied on probably too much. Yeah. Like he's having to pound the air out of the ball. And he doesn't know who the hell he's playing with game to game. That's right. That's right. So I, I, I see it. I find it very hard to see Baylor, you know, when they can win two games or a second yeah. with the team. I think it, even I they agree. could be knocked off, though. Like I, I agree. Knocked off in that I second round. 
if, if you were to tell me that they had their eight guys and they were at 100%, I would say that they're right there with Gonzaga as the best team in college basketball game. Yeah, But the sure. bottom line is this. They are not going to be healthy. And it is what it is. Speaking of not going to be healthy, your boy Kirk Reason sprained his ankle. Went off, the, went off in a wheelchair. Are you upset? He went off in a wheelchair? No, I'm not going to be all right. Are, are you I'm not going to be all right. I'm going to Vegas Saturday, and if I can't see Kerr and put on my headband, <laughs> look, what am I going to do? I need not, a picture of you pushing him around in the wheelchair. You pushing him around in the wheelchair with a headband on. You guys both I, do I, it. I promise you, if Arizona's still there and he's in a wheelchair, I will get a picture of me pushing the wheelchair. promise you. He means a lot for that team. I mean, his consistency has been an issue. I yeah. mean, he, he's about as emotional player as there is in college basketball, which makes him so fun to watch. Yes. Uh, and but when when he's good, he's great. He's great. Yes. Yes. You said that earlier today. When he's good, he's great. But when no, I think I said that about he, somebody, and you laughed at me. I, I, I Maybe laughed. I said it, it to Borzella. Maybe I said it to Borzella. No, it was Borzella. But yeah, it, his best yeah. is up there. Yeah. And here's the thing: he gives that ability to fluctuate between performances but their defense is going to hold them up i think that's a big part of it they're so long around the perimeter with benedict mathurin and Terry and coloca protecting the rim they're going to still be in games but they're going to have to win a little bit uglier now and mathurin's going to have to create one-on-one more let, let me ask you guys this would you play him at all in vegas no no not if he's got no of course absolutely. not who cares absolutely not no if it's even anything where you're you're thinking that there's a question whether you should play him or not. You don't play him. They're legitimate national title. title but they have to have him out? Right. With Kirk Creasy. Yeah, and you're giving him now a, a week. Yeah. A week before he's got to play another game. Now, if it's like a third-degree sprain, then he's in trouble. Yep. Then he's in trouble. But if it's just a regular ankle sprain, he'll be back. Dr. Goodman over here with a third-degree third degree sprain, both of mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I do think, though – the, the, the one issue I have with that is you're just basically punting on something where you can win, right? Like, I, I under come I, on, I understand. Come look, on, look, look, look I'm, I'm not talking about this specific situation, but I am kind of talking like big picture, right? Okay, does the, does the, the conference terms just don't matter? Is that where we're at with it? Of course, it matters, but what's more important? You're Arizona, you're not playing for conference titles, you're playing for a national, your first national title since 1997. You're Arizona. Come on. You're a power. You're a national power here. Or you were. Yeah, you were. Yeah, were. You were. All right. You're, you're still a top program. Yeah, you're still back. a top, Absolutely. you know, a top 10-ish program. You're playing for the national title yeah, if, if you goal? can. Or a final four at the very least. What's the goal? It's what, like what we were talking right. about with right. Like, is it a failure if they don't win the, the regular season? Yeah. And Coach K's mind, no. I mean, right. they're, they're going for a national championship. Yeah, because honestly, if you win a national title, but don't you win your regular season nobody title, does, nobody even cares. Only yeah, one no team one in the last it. seven years has right. won both their conference title and the national Who was it? Was the last seven years? Wasn't it UConn that won their – It was uh, it was Villanova in 2000. Right. No, it was. No, it was. No, I'm, no making that up. I think it was Virginia in 2019. I looked it up the other day. I can't remember. Someone in the chat can tell us. Dave, please let us know when uh, when someone tells us why we are. It's all. late. I, look, I swear I looked it It's late. Dosters had, 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 had some alcohol many hours ago. <laughs> many hours ago. Hammered shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. On, on courtside. <laughs> Dosters hammered shots. Yeah. Well, listen, we, we, we have a couple other games that we need to get to. We're going to be talking about them in a minute, including – Texas and Chris Beard, who went down in flames 
Goodman's going to have to apologize for hyping them up all season long. I was wrong. Next. Yeah. New York, Claire. Uh, all right, Dagan, what do we got? I have the answer. I have the answer to your question. Nova 2017 from Joey Stefan. Nova didn't win the national title in 2017. Oh, that's true. I am. <laughs> North Carolina won the national. That's team. true. Joey Stephan out here. Yeah, I don't know. Let's let's just move on. Uh, Bensky Bowen yeah, said, you guys can play knockout. <laughs> I'm assuming that answer is no, but I'll ask anyway. Yeah. Wait. What, what was the question? question? <laughs> you want to know if you guys can play knockout? Oh. Um. Yeah, they, they want, want us to play, play knockout, guys. <laughs> I'll play if we can find a if we can find a ball. I'll knock T.O. out. <laughs> oh, God. We need, to, we need to have a field of 68 shooting contest because I'm sick of the slander that, that everybody's saying that I can. One minute. Well, I just want to see T.O. just absolutely I'm, obliterate you. I'm also well, being corrected. T.O.'s like 18 months removed from playing professional basketball. Yeah. Yeah. He might be a little bit of a better shooter I, than I think I know who And he's in a lot better shape than you anyway. That's not 2018 for Villanova. 2018 for Villanova. When you kick my ass, you I'm being corrected on the conference championship thing. 2018. Sorry for Villanova. 2018 Must Villanova, right? Ty- type typo in the chat. 30 seconds. Tio was right. Tio was right. Good job, Tio. Welcome, world. Uh, well, Casey Kennedy in the chat said, my money is on Tio, and then all caps said, shooter. I like that. <laughs> uh, all right, this is a question. Who's more like Duke or Purdue in the national title game? Duke. Yeah, Duke. I'm going Duke. Too much talent offensively. 10 seconds. Defensively, Mark Williams just changes the game. Neither team has very good. Point guard right. play. There's a button. There you go. This is the Field of 68 After Dark. My name is Rob Doster. I have Jeff Goodman from Stadium and Terrence Oglesby, the Clemson legend. The Rifleman here with me. The Rifleman. The Rifleman. Oh, I like yeah. that. How about yeah. Brando? We are- Brando called the game when it- Against Maryland. Oh, he did. He's the rifleman. And now, like, people will call rifleman South Carolina. I just told me you don't do what the other rifleman did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Move, move it on. Change move it on. We are, live. we are live in Madison Square Garden right now. Uh, we, we talked a lot about a lot of the games that have happened today. The first one that we need to talk about now TCU knocks off Texas. They yeah. scored them by 23 points in the second half. They're down by as many as 20 points in the sec- second half. And like I said, what do you say? TCU's the sleeper to win the Big 12. You could have gotten them for 17 to 1 at Bet Rivers. If you guys would have listened to me, you'd be in a great spot right. right now. They played Kansas twice last week. They beat Kansas once last week. They almost beat them in the final field. All right, can I take the floor on Texas now? No. Can I take the floor in no. Texas? Tio, how do you feel about Texas? Are you, are you Let me take the floor in Texas. <laughs> Texas stinks. Texas stinks. I overrated him. These guys are a bunch of guys who came from losing programs. And that honestly, they've completely underachieved. So Texas Longhorns, honestly, I've written you off. I've completely written you off. I still think Chris Beard is a hell of a coach. Uh, but this year, yeah, you're done. You're done. So how much of that falls on Beard? I mean, some of it, but again, it is a new program with a ton of new players. He's done it before with new players, but he's at least not a little rock. Not a, It took him a couple of years at Texas Tech. Little rock, you got a little bit lucky there, right? You'd be able to do it in your, your first year. Usually, you got that many new players. It's going to take a couple of years to establish the culture. You know, again, I overrated him. I did. I overrated him. I did it because of beard, but, you know, these guys, you know, they're missing – 
athleticism up front, it really overall athleticism. Um, they're missing guys that can beat you off the bounce. But honestly, what they're missing is this. They're missing a lot of this. They have a bunch of empty stats, guys. Yeah. I would consider yeah. Trey Mitchell to be that. I would yeah. consider well, he's that. long gone. Well, yeah, he, Tony he, Bergeron yeah, took I mean, him. They and, signed him and the whole not. I don't know yeah, that old nonsense. Yeah, but, yeah. but Marcus Carr, empty stats guy. He's yeah. always been a high-level scorer. Just, when when yeah. has he ever won? I think that's the yeah. biggest part with the whole thing. And Beardson to tell you his press conference. It, it, he went after his players in the yeah. press conference. They, they feel like they know more. Well, that guy's been winning. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's a right. It's that a, guy's been to a lot of tournaments in a national title game. That's what, right. what have you guys done? That's what, exactly right. Marcus Carr, where have you gone? Timmy Allen, where have you gone? The, the yeah. guys at Texas, the holdovers. The last thing we remember from you is you got your ass kicked by Abilene Christian. A lot to be said there. A lot to be said there. And it's a team that had enough talent. But oh yeah, yeah. Enough talent to be better than they are. Not maybe not to win at all. We over. I overrated him. Yeah. You know, putting them there's second. To, there's a lot to say about transfers this year, though. Yeah. I mean, one, you get older guys, grads and stuff like that. Some of these higher profile teams took grad transfers that don't typically. Right. Bill Self did that with Remy Martin. You learn from that. Well, you're not going to change who these guys are. You get them for one right. year, that's what you're going to get. If, 100%. if you don't grab yeah. guys from winning programs or coaches. That's the like key. That, that's like Adonis Arms coach. is a great example of that. Kid who, yeah. you know, Texas Tech took that. We never even like mention, but what do you do? We came from an NCAA tournament program. I think the biggest thing is that we've learned from from the transfer market over the last couple of years and seeing how this thing's exploded. The teams that have had success with it, the teams that have struggled with it. I think it's the same as some of the recruiting classes. Like you can only bring in so many new faces, especially in a place where you don't have a culture established. Right. Right. Like the That's the, reason, the difference. So yeah. part of the reason why the turnover was so successful at a place like Texas Tech is because you knew what Texas Tech basketball was with Mark Kevin McCullough, with Chris Beard. Like right. it doesn't matter who the head coach is. McCullough, Shannon, Santo Silva, Nadolmi. So, yes, you they had were all some, guys you had some holdovers. Yeah, but right. the biggest thing was the holdover was Mark Adams. Sure. Yes. Had a certain way that he wants to play, and that way That's that right. he wants to play is the same yeah. way that it was when Chris Beard was there, right? Yeah. You knew what you're getting when you go there. You recruit a, super, uh, a specific kind of kid to go to that program. Well, that's the other part. Okay, so in addition, also Chris Beard had two new assistant coaches who didn't know him yet, right? Yep. Jaron Howard comes over. Rodney Terry comes over. They don't know him yet. And they went for high, higher rank guys yes. as opposed to yes. fit, right? Yeah, you, you 100%. Told, you talked to me about yes. that. Yeah. And if you look at the guys that he took while he was at Texas Tech, yep. big physical. Most of them were just fit. They all fit. Like they were just yeah. gritty guys. And you know who didn't fit? The higher rank guys. That's right. So they end up leaving, right? Yeah. Was it Michael Peavy that's at yes. TCU now? Peavy like, and, and uh, yeah, the other McDonald's All-American. Yeah. The big, the, like the big, strong, switchable guys. Mark Adams continued to grab those guys. Yeah, yeah. New assistants. And again, winning guys. O'Banner. O'Banner came. They won games in the NCAA tournament last year. Yep. Like arms. Like that was, you know, those are the culture guys. They fit. Bryson Williams has been awesome for, for Texas Tech. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's bounce around the country a little bit because there, there are, are a couple games that you want to talk about. First and foremost, let's talk about the first game that we watched here. Yeah. The Friars. The lucky Friars. They did it again, man. They did Listen, it again. They are lucky, man. They won. Here's it's it's so funny, like it's so funny just how easy it is to kind of keep uh, building on this narrative. Right? Yeah. They 
They don't win that game. And Al Durham, who hasn't hit three since <laughs> January, doesn't hit that game with a three in the corner. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's so funny how they keep doing this. But it's, it's T.O. I don't know how many different ways we can say this. Like, there's just something about them that always find a way to win. Is this, is this confidence in the moment? Is this Ed Cooley coaching them and putting them in a position to win? Is it just, just like, like these, these dudes? dudes it's all of it. It's all of it. Yeah. And you know what the crazy part is? Look at the guy on the roster that transferred in. Jared Biden came from St. Joe's. Yeah. Al Jarrett came from Indiana. These guys are coming from powerhouse winning programs. The whole team, other than like A.J. Reeves, is transfers. No, yeah. The whole team. Yeah. Not all this year. But like everybody, Ed Croswell's played a huge role for them this year. But you see the, the puzzle piece. And you know where he came from? Saints. LaSalle. LaSalle, right. LaSalle. LaSalle ain't right. won very many games. I mean, Jared Bynum was run off of St. Joe's. Run off. Puzzle pieces. Guys. Amazing. I mean, like, the, the but once you have that belief, T.O., okay. So once you have that belief, and I don't know how much you had at Clemson, maybe you had it overseas, how much of that just carries over where you, you know you can win close games. I, I talked uh, a little bit uh, to Cooley about it today and Nate Watson, and, and they just – I feel like they just believe they can win these close games because you've done it enough. Well, they're so comfortable, and who's going to take that shot? Yeah. Like, Durham hasn't hit a whole lot of threes, but he's been that guy that they've gone All to. year. Yeah. I mean, he's been the closer. Yeah. Huge three in that corner. And they – I feel like I've said this a million times about Providence, but the, the pieces just fit so perfect. Who's their cert bona fide pro? Who is it? No, they don't have one. They don't. They don't have one. That's right. So, so like, but the pieces have to fit yeah. perfectly, and they know where they're going at the end of the game. They know who's going to carry them when they're in their shoes. Like they're going to go to buy them. They're going to run some high ball screen action. Nate Watson was terrific. He's yeah. only got one hand. Right. I'm, I'm not sure that left hand is actually a hand. It might be a wooden hand because he's, he's, he's never got one uses hand. it. He never uses it. And he figures out ways to score. He's got one hand. He's got no range. He can't really rebound the ball that well. He basically does one thing. He gets the ball and he just says, I'm bigger and stronger. Right. I'm going to go score. I'm going to go right and at he it. he does it. Al Durham is a guy that can't really shoot, can't really go right. But he makes him. Finds a way to get into the lane, get fouled whenever he needs it, right? Like Noah Horkler looks like a baby giraffe when he's running <laughs> to the floor. Looks like he's going to fall over. Looks like he's going to get snapped in half. And he's, he's out, out here and he's making big threes. threes. They, they don't win if he doesn't hit those two threes in the corner. Yeah. And it's just, he looks like Shaggy on Scooby Doo. <laughs> he kind of does. Like, so I honestly, like, <laughs> tell, tell me if you think this is crazy. I honestly think that this is just something where they've almost been brainwashed to believe that no matter what happens, they're going to win. So they, it's they a huge part of winning. Yeah, yeah it is. Like, just a simple belief and to, to make sure that you're calm enough at the end of game. Right. To, to be able like, to do it. Like sure. I, when I was playing, we had a guy named Cliff Hammonds who was oh, so yeah. steady. Yeah, Cliff was good. He was just steady. Yep. But he was in a, wasn't a great shooter. Yep. He he wasn't overly skilled, but you knew what you were going to get all the time. And they have that with three, four, five guys. Yeah. That there's not going to be a whole lot of variance. There's not going to be a whole lot of mistakes. And they just fit together so well. That's such a huge part of it. All right. So uh, we have three teams that we need to talk about, three teams that have been ranked for most of the year. That uh, two of them have lost. One of them is down right now. Penn State beat Ohio State. Yep. Coming back from double-digit deficit in the second half. Alabama blew a second-half lead and lost to Vanderbilt in the first round of the SEC tournament. Oh, and, 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 and Washington right now is up on USC. Well, actually, USC just made a run. Uh, so that's kind of the second half. So let's talk Ohio State, Alabama. 
You got to pick, pick one. one. <laughs> Make second weekend. Why? Who would I'll take Ohio State. I just trust they're a little bit uh, more consistent. And, I, you know, again, E.J. Liddell and, and Malachi Branham were both good today. It, it's the others. Yep. They just don't have enough of them. They don't have a big wing. They don't have a point guard. You know, if they had Justice Suing, I, I think things would be different, but they haven't had them all year. Alabama, I just have no faith in. I have no faith. They don't guard. Depends. They don't guard. They're yep. just they're, – they're, they're not disciplined on either end. And their talent level is good. But, you know, listen, again, Herb Jones was everything to, to Nate Oates. If Nate Oates doesn't inherit Herb Jones, he's not, he's not revered in Tuscaloosa at all. They don't have the year they had last year. And who, who knows? Honestly, he, Herb Jones was like a big part of that culture. They don't have that right now. Um, Ohio State, again, they got a one-two punch. That's still damn good. That's capable. Like, those two are capable for going for 50, 55 points in a game. They just need something else. You know, Justin Aaron, somebody else to, to, to kind of contribute. You know what my issue is? I don't think either of those teams guard T.O. My only counter to what you're saying is, is Bama's guard play. I mean, when they're good, they're – Sure. They can be great that first game. In pace. In pace of play. Like I think in the second well game, you're right. Like, they could be dangerous in the turnaround game for a team to have to prepare for them on one day. But I think you get some time to prepare for them. I, I, I just don't trust them. I'm done. The yeah, I'm done. I'm, ju I'm just a disciplined team is going to be able to beat them. Unless they, unless again, JD Davison's making his, you know, four for six from three, something like that. And Quinterly's on, you know, again, you're right. Like if they're making their threes, they're dangerous. They're, they're really tough. The murderers row in that conference too. But here's, here's the other problem. Vandy is not murderers row, just in uh, case you know. not murderers row. And, and Alabama doesn't really have great three point shooters. No, but, but, and then again, that's why I'm saying like the Gonzaga game was almost like we all looked at it like JD Davis is not that good a shooter. Yeah, I, I guess my issue is that what made them great last they're basically the same offensively this year that they were last year. Right, they just can't guard. Yeah, they don't guard. Last year, they were the third right. defense. Right. Third yes. defense. Yes. Herb Jones. Herb Thank you. And, but you know what? It wasn't just Herb Jones. But he he rubbed John, off on everybody else. Herb Jones made them switchable because right. they could play the point. Yep. John Petty was John a Petty lockdown, was a lockdown defender, defender, too. And those, those two dudes are old. You replace them with two... Young guys. Guys, young yeah. guys, yeah. guys, yeah. guys yeah. Like, yeah. like, what's Shady Davis going to do right now? Yeah, not very, not very good. And yeah. Jelly Fan JQ is, is not out there to play. Defense. Defense. No. Like, like, whenever he was out there offensively, they were having to adjust their game plan in order to have somebody big enough to guard it. That was a big part of it too. They don't have that ball. To no. take the ball out of one of those hands, hands, right? Like J.D. Like Davis can, can, but you know, yeah. Yeah. he's going to hold you up. Well, listen, guys, we're, we're signing guys, off we're on signing series, off series here in about 45, 45 seconds. seconds. Really, really quick. quick. What, what game are you looking forward to the most tomorrow? What am I looking forward to the most? ACC guy, Virginia. Come on. What are you looking forward to the most? Really? It's it's You're saying you kind of – Villanova. Madison Square Garden, come back tomorrow night. We are going to Illinois, be Indiana. Illinois, Indiana. Here. Coming back. To, I'll be there. We're going to be here tomorrow night live once again at midnight on Sirius XM channel 84, the ESPN live stream. Live stream on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that, button, hit that subscribe button. button. For Terrence Oglesby. For Jeff Goodman. For Jeff Goodman. My name is Rob. My Dawson. name is Rob Dawson. Field in the field of 68, of 68 after dark. Then clear.
we are, are clear. clear. Chat, Chat, what's, going, what's on? going on? There's a lot going on. Dang, Dang, what we got going on? questions Yeah, we have some. We got some talking here about Ohio State. Obviously, we're just talking about them. Um, let me go back and look. I had one, actually. This is a good one. It was from, let me see if I can remember who it was from. Hold on. I said the Big 12 was from overrated. Good, from Good Jeffman. The Big 12 overrated? I don't think it's overrated. I think These Baylor's banged up. <laughs> These two are just good, talking. We about a question, yeah, we, we had a question from Good Jeffman. Jeffman. Good, good <laughs> Jeffman wants to know who has the best snacks on Media Row. Ooh, this is a good one. What do we got? Who has the best snacks on Press Row? Best media snacks. The garden was It's not Providence. It's not Providence. I went after Providence's uh, new AD and told them they, they got to upgrade their stuff to Providence. You were there. Yeah, that They got some punch. They got no food. There's too much right. good food. Go to Federal oh, Hill. Yeah, Bring right in some Italian. Let's, let's do this. I said I'll even, you know. Yeah, Eddie should put some, some of his yeah. new. He's going to get paid. We know that, Eddie. Step it up. Get some food in there and set the dunk. Food. I don't know if you guys went over there. I had chicken piccata. ACC. So ACC um, is one of the yeah is one of the better ones. You know what's really good? Florida, Gainesville. Awesome, awesome. Um, pulled pork. Yeah, they've they've had some good stuff there. I will say this: the cookies. And Madison Square Garden are elite. Really, elite? elite. I'm a cookie. Like, no, like yes. I'm, I'm a, like I can rank cookies. They were not elite. I don't know what you're looking at. What do you? What, what cookies were you eating? They were good. They weren't like elite. What, they were good. Which cookies did you get? One of everything. <laughs> I had like thirty cookies. No, there only a few different kinds. I think I had four cookies. Yeah. And I'm still hungry. I definitely had more than uh, the, the <laughs> more than four. How many cookies did you have? I probably, I think, probably Tell. like six. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I can't, every time I go back there, I'd be like, I, yeah, one's not going to do it. I'll grab three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We got a question from uh, Dawson, Dawson Renus, Dawson Garcia, uh, from Dawson Garcia. What is, what is, what do you think Texas Tech ceiling is right now? I hope the hell they can get to the final four. I just want to see their fans there. My God, my God. If they make it, I'm telling you, we will party with, with those fans at Texas Tech. From Lubbock yes, yes. I don't know if they can get there. But, again, Shannon looked better tonight. The color's getting healthier. We'll have 250,000 Red Raiders coming by horse. No, it'll be awesome. And, uh, it'll be awesome. Be great. Yeah. Uh, Chat, just, just so you guys know. Uh, we we have a technical issue with the mics. Goodman is using a mic that we went and bought today. It is not a great mic. It's picking up everything that is around in the sound, which is why it's he, you're hearing me talk through my mic and talk through his mic. That's why there's an echo. It, it will not be here tomorrow. We're going to be able to have a better mic for you tomorrow. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Hit that like button if you'll forgive me. Hey, if you hit us enough likes, we might be able to get more good mics. There you go. Uh, all right, so Dawson Dawson Garcia said he uh, he wants to party with Goodman. All right, you're in. You don't want to New Orleans. You don't want to party with Goodman. You don't want to party with me. Yeah, it's it's not that awesome. He's um, on his phone the whole time. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, you yeah. What? Listen, Dosters never come to Vegas. Every year in Vegas, well, before last year, uh, we got some good Vegas stories, but Dosters too scared to come to Vegas. Me, 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 it's not, so, it's not, it's not it, called being scared. You've never, you've never, never come to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. I'm not even going to say K, the word. KYS coach. 
know your scout. scout. Yeah, know your scout. Know Get my, tough. I know my scout. Get tough. I know my scout report. Whatever. Whatever. I'd ask ask anybody about hockey stuff. Um, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's elite. Yeah, uh, elite. It's, it's the, elite. The chat is worried about your posture right now. I well, because I'm, I'm <laughs> I got the, the computer here. I can sit back. We've been sitting in the game since we get to. How's that? Better. Is that better? It's amazing how tired you can get sitting in the gym for 15 hours. I was telling, I was telling somebody I, was, today. I, had, I had no room for my legs in there. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of room. And then I called four games in a row at the SoCon. And then Still it was on. Like, the officer's holding me hostage. <laughs> I, was, I was calling four games, had plenty of energy, but sitting here watching games. I know, because like, you're eating crap. Yeah, that's a big part of it. That's Although you didn't touch it, Charleston Chew. I haven't touched. <laughs> Alan Carter said, "Is Goodman sitting in a damn kitty chair?" No, Goodman is like six five. I'm not six five. He is a huge, enormous <laughs> human being. I'm That's why he looks so that. goofy. In I'm definitely chairs. not that. He's college basketball six seven. <laughs> All right, um, we had a question from Ken Palm is a fraud. Uh, <laughs> Must be a Providence question. Yeah. Or he Wisconsin. wants to know. You guys are at the. We're at the. Mets They're going to drop ten tournament. spots tonight. By the way, um, he wants to know what you up. think your Big East finals matchup is and who your champ is. Uh, I will go with a Providence. Um, I might go with UConn. They got the home court advantage here. They're playing better. Villanova just didn't. They just didn't look good tonight. They did not look good for most of the game. And again, you try that against UConn and turn it on. That's not going to work. UConn plays tough. Um, Villanova just didn't make shots, though. They didn't make shots early that they generally make. UConn on the board. Yeah, I mean, Dixon was in in foul trouble early. He wasn't on the court for for a bunch. He's going to have to stay out of foul trouble against UConn. Mm -hmm. So I might go UConn. Providence, UConn. I will tell you this. If there is a Providence-UConn Big East title game in this building this year, Oh, the top, the top is going to blow. I'm going to be so upset. I won't be it's there. It's going to be. It's good. That that might be the best. But I'll be in Vegas. That might, yeah, I'll be all right. Be better. That that might be the. I think that the the two things the two dream matchups coming up this week. One Kentucky Auburn. Yeah, yeah. For a number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. Number one seed. Yeah. Two Providence UConn in this building. Yeah. On Saturday night. Yeah, I would probably. Just because Villanova just didn't have that pop today. Nope. And again, they're another team that I honestly think is banged up enough. Mm-hmm. I know Gillespie he told us he was feeling better tonight, but he's still not a hundred percent. I talked to his dad a week or so ago. He's still not a. He just won't miss a game. Like, but I think if they lost tomorrow, the extra day wouldn't hurt them. I thought a lot of things that St. John's did today too could disrupt. Yeah. Alexander just being able to he's so people. good defensively like yeah so yeah. good defensively and Gillespie and all those guards they thrive whenever they can get into the paint and kick like I, I still think Villanova could win tomorrow I, I do think because of the size the ability to defend I like UConn tomorrow yeah so I, I think Providence and UConn Creighton listen McDermott's done a great job with that group this yeah. year to yeah. get him where they're not even on the bubble right now they're like a lock they're probably like a nine Maybe, which you don't want to be, but Ed, Ed Cooley is the Big East Coach of the Year. He's probably yeah, the national the coach of the year. Right. In any year where the national coach of the year is not in the conference, Greg McDermott would be a shoe. Yeah, he's, he did, yeah, he's done numbers. They lost to Kennesaw State at the start of the season. This was a bad bad. And, oh, by the way, they lost one of the better point guards in the country in Ryan Emhart. 
two weeks ago. And you know who they plugged in? Trey Alexander yeah. is going to be a stud. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be a stud. Arthur Kalula is a stud yeah. already. Kelk, um, Ryan Kalkbrenner is awesome. I think Kalkbrenner is going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't – it's so – how many years does he have left? Who? Kalkbrenner. He's a he's sophomore. He's only a he's sophomore. sophomore. Is he a really? yeah. sophomore, sophomore? No, he's a true sophomore. True sophomore. Okay. So I'm and saying, then, like, they're going to be really, really good with this group. Because yeah. Nemhar's probably coming back too. Well, where's he going to go? Of course, he's coming back. So I'm saying, I think he's going to be a player. Right? They're they're just I, I, honestly like I think they have they might have three or four NBA players guys that, that will yeah. play in the league. They're they're the freaking good. I think he does Nemar, a great job evaluating. Such a good job. Yep. And developing and getting yes, guys better. All of it. Putting these players in no, place. Greg McDermott's one of those guys that isn't talked about enough as a, as a really good ball coach. You know what my favorite thing about him is? When he was at Northern Iowa, he was like, let's defense. play slow, yeah, let's yeah. play pack line. Yeah. We're going to run a whole bunch of sets. I am, we're going to Then he got it. Then he got his kid and he changed everything. Well, what happened was, right? no, no. When he, when he changed it, he told me the story once. He went to the CIT. And you remember the year they played like Oregon in the CIT championship. He played a three game series. Yeah. And he was, and he was like, like, it was the year that they, he had Grant Gibbs coming in. And he was like, he was like, ah, fuck this. this. I'm just going to run up and down and play. And play. And we're going to see what happens. And they, they ended up beating. Oregon and Dana, Dana Altman, Altman in like the, the CIT championship, and Ethan Rock starts bringing these 40 quarters, and, and Doug, Doug is just, just out here killing people. And yep, they, um, they really, really took advantage of like Grant Gibbs' Gibbs skill set, set. And, all and all of a sudden he became, became this guy that was like, like "We're going to play with pace and space, and I'm going to be the innovative kind of offensive mind and change everything he does. Completely change the way that he coaches." But the principles were already already there. Yeah, like from playing, his principles were already there. So then it can work if you become a discipline. And then the fact that he's been able to incorporate that moving forward. I had about five minutes left in the afters for me, by the way. Guys, if we don't get to 100 likes soon. Oh, they just turned the lights out on us. They're giving the lights on us here in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. All right. We're out. Oh, well, you got to worry about Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945.